Welcome, friends. I'm your host, Darina Gilmore-Young. And I'm Sean Young. And you're listening to Episode 7, A Walk, Run, Soar, a podcast about the intersection of faith and running. We help runners and walkers who lack purpose with their exercise routine or lack of routine and long to experience God in a more meaningful way while they walk or run. Today, we are kicking off this podcast by interviewing two of my good friends, Aaron and Andrea Samansky. They are the owners of the local specialty running store, Fleet Feet Fresno. They were both distance runners at Fresno State. And in fact, Aaron went on to qualify for the Olympic trials in the 800 meter run in 2000. Andrea qualified for the Hawaii Ironman World Championships uh, as well a few years ago. During this podcast, Aaron and Andrea both mentioned the term WAC. WAC means Western Athletic Conference, and that is the conference that Fresno State competed in. We are so glad that you're here with us. We are here to run with you, to pace you, and to inspire you with weekly devotionals, scripture, interviews, and quick coaching tips in about the time it'll take you to go for a short run or a walk. So we encourage you to pop in your earbuds and take us with you on your walk or run. Each week, I'll be starting off by sharing a short word of encouragement from scripture to help give you kind of that cool drink of living water before we go into our interview time. And today I wanted to talk about suiting up with the proper gear. After several years of trail running, I have learned that the there is a great importance in dressing properly when you go out for running long miles, and especially if you're going to go on trails with different terrains. Running is not like other sports that requires you know, loads of expensive gear, but suiting up properly can make or break an experience, especially if it's for longer distances or more technical terrains, like I said. So Sean has always stressed with me the importance of trying out gear before race day. And I remember several different occasions where I would try out new shoes, new socks, nutrition, you know, chews or goos or whatever you eat when you are going long miles. Those are the types of things that he has encouraged me and other runners that we coach to try out ahead of time. So you don't have weird things happening on race day that can distract you from doing the best you can in your race. Shoes, of course, are of primary importance when you're running, whether you are running on the road or on a trail. I've discovered that trail shoes are different from road shoes. And so through the years, I've tried out some different brands. Right now, I love Brooks and I know Hoka and some other ones. They make some great trail shoes. So I encourage people to try them out, to put them on 
And I've noticed too that the ventilation and the traction make a world of difference on a rocky or a muddy path. So that's different from just running on the road or a paved path. They also have specialty design trail socks. And so this was something that I discovered a few years in to my trail running. These socks actually make a big difference in preventing blisters, which are common with trail running, especially when you can get rocks and sand and dirt and things like that into your shoes more easily. So I look for trail socks, especially that can dry quickly. There's one race that I've done almost every year. That's a trail race, a 20K called the Shadow of the Giants. It's one of my favorites. And there's part of that race where you have to actually cross a little stream or a river. And one year the water was all the way up to my knees. And so it was a big deal that I had trail socks on that would dry quickly. My favorites are Belegas, but there's a lot of different brands out there. I mentioned all of these different types of gear because I think it has a spiritual connection as well. We go out to run. We sometimes we'll check the weather first and we'll make sure, oh, okay, there's a little bit of rain. Maybe I should take a long sleeve outer layer or a rain parka. Um, Maybe if there's more heat, I'm going to definitely wear shorts or if it's cooler, I'm going to wear my tights. These are some of the types of decisions that I have to make when I'm going to go out to run and especially as I consider longer miles. And it kind of reminds me of Ephesians 6. You may be familiar with this passage as it's described as the armor of God. But Paul writes to the church in Ephesus and and he makes this comparison between the physical armor used in battle and the spiritual gear that is needed to fight the tactics of the enemy. And so I kind of think of All the things that I use when I'm running on the trail or even on the pavement, those are my armor as I go out to run. I love the verses in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 to 17 that say, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so Paul was reminding them that they actually had this spiritual gear, the spiritual armor that could protect them in the battle against the enemy, against the type of persecution that they were going to face. And he gives them an interesting take on that armor or that gear. He reminds them that they have the gospel of peace, that he reminds them that they have the sword of the spirit or God's word. Then he reminds them that they have the helmet of salvation, that they know that by grace and Jesus sacrifice, they have been saved and that they will spend eternity with God. And these are things that they could rely on to help protect them as they were facing trials. So I like to think about that as I am putting on my gear, whether it's those trail socks, those trail shoes, maybe it's buckling on my water pack or putting my honey stinger goose into my tights before I go out, that I've got to be intentional to take all of that gear, even my sunglasses. Those are important. There have been some days where I forgot my sunglasses and I paid for it with headaches Mm -hmm. later, or it was downpouring, it was raining, and the sunglasses actually protected my eyes from rain going in my eyes. So these are little things, but actually they 
make a big difference when we go out. So friends, I want to just encourage you today to think about that armor that you're putting on, thinking about that gear that you need to bring with you as you go out into your everyday life today. And I pray that you will be encouraged in knowing that we can stand firm when we have these things with us. We are excited today to have Aaron and Andrea Samanskis. They are the owners of Fleet Feet Fresno, and they both were distance runners at Fresno State University. And Aaron eventually went on to qualify for the Olympic trials in the 800 meters back in 2000. And Andrea qualified for the Hawaii Ironman Triathlon. That's quite an exceptional accomplishment. So let's start off by talking about how they both got involved in running. Aaron, how did your running journey begin? It, it, was, a, it was a struggle. So back when I was in uh, elementary school, I was always one of the faster kids around, right? You do the playground games and, and that kind of thing. But, but baseball was my first love. So I was a baseball player. I was never the best uh, hitter on the team, but I was always uh, stealing bases. So I always knew from a young age that I was pretty quick. And then my freshman year in high school, I got cut from the baseball team. So that tells you how good of a baseball player I was right there. I couldn't make the freshman, uh, freshman baseball team in high school. And of course, the track coach had heard about how quick I was and uh, persuaded me to come out and run track. And so that's how I got introduced to running. I had some success that uh, first year and just really started enjoying it. Wow. From baseball player to track athlete. <laughs> Andrea, how about you? How did your journey begin? Uh, I was raised with my brother and two boy cousins. So we're always running around doing stuff. And then we did jogathon, just like oh, kids do yeah, all the time. Yeah. And it was like, I think it was ninth grade. And I came in second behind their top runner. And then the coach said, he was like hounding me. He's like, why aren't you out for cross country? And I looked at him and I was like, what's cross country? Like I had no idea. <laughs> so pretty much after that, I was, you know, they don't like, they don't let you be. They just say, Hey, when are you coming out? When are you coming out? So, <laughs> I did eventually go out and I did. I do love it. It's just the, yeah, like, when you're a kid, you're like, run. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> awesome. So are there any, highlights from high school or college that you'd like to share about your running team, the running teams you're on, your experiences. Any great races? Some of the, I think some of the highlights for me, there's, there's two that kind of stick out of my mind and they're not the most glamorous ones, but I think it's the ones that really made me either fall in love with the sport of track and field at that time or reaffirm that love. So my freshman year in, in high school, my first year running track, you know, when, when you see success at anything, you tend to, you tend to like it, right? You tend to like the, the kudos you get from your peers and, and um, just the excitement that that brings. But I can remember in particular at the end of my freshman year doing really well in these JV championships in, in Sparks, Nevada. So you know how great it was. Um, <laughs> and um, just, just really falling in love with it and knowing that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to run. Um, that was going to be the sport that I chose, and it was going to take precedent over whether it was baseball or basketball or any other sports. 
The, the second moment that's very similar is my freshman year in college at University of Nevada, Reno is where I started my education and, and track and field career at. Very similar situation at the end of my freshman year, not only making the conference team, but winning a conference championship in 800. And then we actually won the team title for the Big West in 1990. Wow. <laughs> 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 I think there's connections in both uh, that are similar, but just, just reaffirming that that's the, the sport that, that I love. What about you, Andrea? In high school, I was a distance runner, but they still needed like one more fast person for the mile relay. And so we actually made it to state meet, I think twice, maybe three times. And we have the record still at my high school. I made the WAC team, which was amazing for me. I didn't win WAC like this guy. <laughs> I was on the WAC team and that was my highlight. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> you got to travel, I imagine. <laughs> right? I got to go. That's the cool thing about running though, right? It can be... Yeah different for everybody and you can find these small things or, or large things that, that maybe are the highlight or one of the highlights of your running careers. And that's just the coolest thing about running. It's, it's for everybody. And, and we can all find something, whether it's Olympic medal to just being a team or feeling good in a few days in a row. It's just a neat thing to be a part of. Yeah. That's so true. Well said. I've got to ask, how did you meet? Tell us the story of how Samanski's came together. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm a year uh, older than Andrea. Eligibility-wise, I think I was a year or two older. So I was at Fresno State already when she came on her recruiting trip. And I can remember seeing Andrea with with Coach Estes in in the hall by the, the track and field room. She doesn't remember me. <laughs> but I remember seeing her, and it's a coincidence that my roommate uh, knew her from junior college days at American River College, and so he kind of put in well what he said was a good word, um, and she ended up coming to Fresno State, and you know right. so we ran obviously we ran track together, and uh, I don't know here we are twenty three years later. It was cross country when I first got to know him, and I thought he was a jerk. <laughs> Okay, now we get the true story. Let's see the story. He didn't smile a lot. And there was this one time we were on a workout and they went the wrong way. And coach yelled at him and he yelled at him back. And I was like, oh. So, but it was a long story. He couldn't tell I liked him because he thought maybe I was just friendly to everybody. (laughs) How can you tell? You you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, get the wrong idea and, and, you know, make assumptions you shouldn't be making, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, his friend dared him to come talk to me. We were at a, a party after what, what, you know what? And he, he finally did come and talk to me. And then pretty much since then, we just, just like this. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a super fun journey through the ups and downs. It's been a great time. And Andrew's right. I think from the time that we, we started talking to each other in like February of 94 or 5, whatever that was. We were pretty much attached to the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you get married? Were you still in college or was that after college? No, we got married after college. Well, 23 years is definitely something to celebrate. Yeah. It's awesome, guys. Uh, 22 years of marriage. Yeah. Okay. This, actually, this, uh, this coming Saturday. Saturday is 22 years for us. A marriage. A marriage. Yeah. Okay. Happy anniversary. Well, yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we look good. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so you've been married for 22 years, and I know that you have owned the local running store here in Fresno, California for about, it's been about what, 15 years now? 15, 16 yeah, years. How did you get started in the running specialty store industry? Yeah, it's a fun story. So when, after college, I was made the commitment to still train um, in hopes of making the 2000 Olympic team. So Andrea and I moved up to Sacramento and had some family support up there so I could keep running and Andrea could take care of our firstborn, Alyssa. At that time, I was looking for a part-time job and Fleet Feet, actually, in uh, Fair Oaks and Roseville was hiring. So I started to sell shoes at just the local Fleet Feet, local running specialty store, Kind of fell in love with it for a lot of reasons. As you know, Sean, it's very rewarding to work at a shoe store. It's a lot more than that, but it's very rewarding. And after the Olympic trials, I'd been there about a year or so and offered me a position, a full-time position, and I took it. Um, started you know, managing and doing a little buying and being a little bit more involved in the business side and you know, loved it. Went away from it for a little while, I think in maybe 02 to... 03 and then came down back to Fresno. We started talking in 03 and then 04 I was here. So, For audience listeners, uh, <laughs> back, <laughs> back in the day, I actually used to own the local running store. I was one of the owners in the local running store uh, business here in town. And we actually sold the store to the Szymanskis. So known them for yeah. a long time. I remember actually passing a track baton off to Aaron <laughs> when he yeah. took over the keys to the store. <laughs> I think there's a picture of that somewhere. Um, <laughs> on that old store in First and Nice, you, you passing the baton to me. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, in addition to the, the business side of Fleet Feet Fresno, I know that the two of you have been really involved in building a community of running here in Fresno. And I wondered if you could share a little bit about what that's been like. I know hosting local events and organizing running groups. What have been some of your highlights with that? So you mentioned just a few. Putting on events is, is definitely a great way and, and it's very it's upfront and people can see it about how we help right i mean they see our tents out there they see us ho- hosting packet pickups they see us being involved in the community that way which is is great as sean can attest and anybody who is in a city that has or didn't have a running store a running store can be the reason that a running community grows it serves as the local hub if you will for running um, especially at the you know first five to ten years of the running in Fresno. I know that there was a very small running group before Sean and the group started the store. But as the store grew, the running group grew and grew and grew. And then as we took over, other running groups sprouted as well. And now today in Fresno, there's quite a running community. And, and really, it's not just because we are such a big part of it and own the store that I say that the, the store is definitely a hub. I think other small towns that are fortunate enough to have running stores like Visalia and things had seen the growth as well. Bakersfield, you know, other towns that until recently really didn't have a lot of running. I mean, the past 10 years or so, they was brought to them and now they do. Um, some great things that we're able to do kind of behind the scenes that don't get a lot of 
of, of press like a race or trading groups or things like that is, you know, all the donations and things we're able to make yeah. to under, underserved youth, underserved runners in the area. I mean, we are able to donate thousands of pairs of shoes a year to individuals that, you know, whether they can't afford them, whether they can only afford a couple pair a year. We work with a lot of local high school track and cross country coaches um, and even middle school track and cross country coaches in the area. The great thing about Fresno is we have a large diversity of folks, right? So there's definitely need, especially as you get out of Fresno a little bit to help those smaller schools out. It's super rewarding. You know, the staff knows about it. A lot of our customers know too, but that I think is one of the, the best parts about uh, owning a store. I know that Doreen and I are very grateful for your donations of several dozen pairs of shoes for our little running club in Haiti that we started up. I know last summer we took probably about three dozen pairs of shoes that you donated from your store over to Pion Haiti, where we've done some missions work and have a little running group yeah. over there and they're just always so thrilled to get a new pair of shoes that's is very very rare for them yeah no i mean and it's amazing things like that that happen in haiti or they happen in our back door right i mean it's yeah. really neat to see just the kids smiles when they get a pair of shoes it doesn't have a hole that fits them correctly yeah right? i mean they're just so they're so thankful and it's neat to be a part of that recently we were um, able to be a part of donations to give to some of the fire relief victims, which was really neat um, with, with shoes and things, right? And great thing about having a store is you have brand partners, bigger brands like, you know, Hoka, Cliff Bar, Swiftwick, RunGuard. Those, those brands have all donated quite a few items for us to give either to the people who were evacuated or to firefighters, so we have procured quite a bit of things that, that we can give them. So it's just a really neat thing to be a part of. And it's nice that we can be the, the conduit or the avenue to, to make that kind of thing happen. For me, I didn't grow up here in Fresno. I'm from Chicago, but I've been here for 20 years now. And just watching the you know, the amount of runners, the amount of people who have gotten interested in this sport. And like you said earlier, you know, it's not just the one group that Sean and friends started, but now multiple groups yeah. that you Fires. all are the hub, the place where they physically meet up in order to, to yeah, run. Literally. But literally <laughs> go start there. And that parking lot is full every morning. What is it? Five o'clock or 530 <laughs> when the air is clear. But, you know, even in the two decades that I've been here, just watching that grow yeah. It's been really exciting to just be able to be a participant in that and to be able to share that with other friends and family when they come to town too. Andrea, is there anything that you would add as far as community building, things that you like or special events that you look forward to? I like the ladies' nights are fun because it's all different types of ladies that come. We're looking to expand some of our sizes because that's always been an issue. But running, running clothes, a lot of them just come. XL is it. So I'm looking for that kind of thing. We recently partnered with Black Girls Run. I'm pretty excited about that. Trying to help them out, make sure that women of all colors are feeling like running is for them. Running is a pretty accepting sport, but you want, you want to be accepting and make other people feel like it doesn't matter what your nationality is or what your size is. Like we're there for every single person. So I really like Events like that that bring lots of people together. 
Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I think just the intentionality that you guys have, we appreciate that and and love seeing that. And like you said, similar things are going on in cities across the country. In our podcast, one of the things that we like to delve into, the intersection between faith and running. I'm wondering for you guys, what does that look like? How do you see faith and running connected? For me, a couple ways. I think that... um, Running has brought me some of like my greatest friends and a lot of my friends are super supportive of my faith, my marriage. I feel lost. They definitely are there for me. I've had some of the longest, most in-depth questions, like questions answered or conversations about God on a run, large prayer requests. It seems like those always happen on a run. We're just talking about something and they're like, do you want to pray about it? I'm like, sure. And they'll just stop. (laughs) And then they pray over you. And I'm like, this is amazing. But in my real life, I I don't know, just walk around. I don't, you know, I guess I must share more in a run. And so then it just comes up like that. Also, I think when I run alone, I feel like um, running removes some distractions for me. Mm. We're really distracted in life with all the social media and all the podcasts to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Absolutely. (laughs) So there's a lot going on. So when I go running by myself, I feel like I'm a little bit more introspective. I'm a little bit more connected to God and really just more receptive to what's going on there and my relationship with him. So I think that's where it's closer. Those are great examples. I can totally resonate with that too. I feel like when you're out running, there's something that just kind of opens up. And like you said, we don't have the distractions, maybe even if you are listening to music or something, but I don't know, for me, I feel like I can concentrate a little bit more and connect with God or pray. Just kind of piggybacking off of hers. (laughs) I run more solo. For me, it's a time where I can clear my head. Like Andrea said, there's distractions. When you're a business owner, there's a lot in your head. Um, so for me, going out on a run is really a time where I can connect with God. I can look out at his creations, you know, whether it's at Woodward Park on the Eaton Trail or whether I'm lucky enough to escape up to the San Joaquin River Trail, just looking out, taking time and realizing um, that he is there and well there for me. And I need to be there for him too. That's definitely something I think that Sean and I have talked about a lot Mm -hmm. and why we want to give each other space to do those solo runs too, because we know it's important for that time of connection with God. And we we are blessed that we live here in the Central Valley where there's so many great landscapes that we can just see or drive to within, you know, an hour or so. We are absolutely blessed. I know the fires are um, taking a little bit of that from us right now, but I know that uh, it will regrow. And, and again, you know, God's good. So it's, it's going to come back and it's, it's going to be amazing again. Um, and look, looking forward to that. Well, in episode one, Darina shared a little bit about how running was instrumental through her grief process of losing her late husband, Eric Lee. Can you share about your loss of your daughter, and how running has helped you through the grief process. So in 2005, we lost our daughter, Alyssa May. And it was, it was a very, obviously a very hard time for both of us. You know, we both fell back on exercise, running in particular, because that's what we knew. That's um, what we've done with her, with our kids, at the track, wherever it may have been. 
you know, for eight years that we had her. And for me personally, it was hard to start running again. Mm. I think that looking back on it, I was probably a little bit scared to be alone with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot easier to be around people, you know, and and try to to push it to the back of the mind and not have it come out. There's too many emotions, as you know, Darina, that that come out with it. And you too, Sean, you know, losing a great friend like Eric Lee. But my really good friend, Greg, talked me in basically to going on a run. And I don't remember how many months in or weeks in it was after we lost Alyssa. But I do remember, I remember where we ran out on the Eaton Trail. I remember talking to him about a lot of things, probably not about Alyssa much, but just getting back to something normal again, you know, and trying to feel like I belonged and, and, you know, all that loss could get left behind. (laughs) Just even if it was for an hour on the run, Mm -hmm. it was an amazing feeling. I remember going out Eaton Trail. We left from Woodward Park, like most people do, and went out Eaton Trail. And I remember seeing Children's Hospital, and that's a place that's always hard for me to see now. But I remember seeing it and, you know, feeling a, a little bit easy about it, feeling a little better, knowing that things could get back to normal. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. me, running was an avenue for things to start to get back to normal again. You know, I know Andrea started at a different, different time than I did again, but um, as you two know, it's, it's the grief journey is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and running has absolutely helped me in that journey. Um, Alyssa loved to run, as anybody who knows has come out to the, the annual track meet. Yeah. Um, she was there with us when, when I was training for the Olympic trials. She used to play in the sand pits, um, <laughs> the long jump pits. Um, and she was just always in well, Alyssa and I, and, and I'm thankful for that. For our listeners, every year, each year, there's the Alyssa Szymanski track meet that is hosted here in the Fresno area. And that's just really to honor their daughter and just to remember her and celebrate her life. Really fun event. I know uh, the local running club, the Sierra Challenge Express, is instrumental in putting that on. And but just a fun event that that's, you know, has come out of something tragic, but what a great event. Look forward to that every year. Mm-hmm. It's such a great family event too. I mean, I know we've taken our three daughters before and just kind of shared with them about Alyssa and just being able to honor her. And I love seeing all the kids out there, mm-hmm. even all of the, you know, the people who are past their glory days. I'll say it that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who are yes. intensely competing. Yes. It's just such a fun event. And all the races are really fun to, to watch. And I've participated yeah. a little bit before. And my kids really have loved that event. So I love the way that you have taken that event and created this opportunity to remember your daughter, to remember her in community with the rest of us who are participating and even to inspire kids who are coming up who, you know, maybe are not necessarily on a track team or don't compete as much, but they're just still invited to get out there. It's great. I love the idea of doing that every year. It's turned into something I hope that, and you said it, Darina, that families can come out to and turn a unfortunate event, a death of a family member, it is something that we talk about and something that other families see we are still living, right? We are still moving forward. We are still enjoying life, right? And we still are honoring Alyssa and not forgetting about her. Though that a lot of, you don't realize how many families 
have gone through grief until you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I hope that the families that have gone through grief can see um, that, that they act like a light for them, right? That they can see that there is something after that horrible event that you can still live a full, happy life mm-hmm. and, and, you know, still, still succeed that way. I like how you use the phrase moving forward. It's not moving on. So I'll, I'll share that nuance because Mm -hmm. we still remember our loved ones, but it's moving forward. And that's what I actually love about running is there's the physicality of feeling like, okay, we're getting out there. We're doing something like you said, maybe forgetting about it for an hour or perhaps talking with someone for an hour or praying to God through the grief. I've experienced all three of those. I mean, honestly, I was pretty afraid and resistant to get out there and run after my husband died, but I knew that it was the thing I had to do because there was that normalcy. There was that freeing feeling that would happen in me. And even just to be able to feel like I'm moving forward, I'm alive, I'm doing something that I love and something that honors him. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely part of my journey as well. Anything else, Andrea, that you would want to add to that? I think there's something to be said for having a physical outlet for anguish that's that intense, right? Having something to do. You're not thinking about it necessarily, but there is a release in it. Yeah, that's so good. Absolutely. That's one of the joys about running, whether it's anguish or grief or just a tough day like we talked on. I mean, running is a release and it's a release, can be a release for so many things. It's exercise, right? It's the greatest medicine ever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's even more important, I think, when, when you're going through the grieving process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean and I have talked about that. I know for his grief process versus mine, I'm a little bit more of a crier. I'm more emotional. I need to get that out. And he w- he said something to me early on that, when he would run, he was grieving, he was crying, but it was through his sweat. He was like sweating his grief. My tears came out a different way. (laughs) (laughs) All the liquid came out in a different way. (laughs) But it really was good because it helped give me also that perspective that, you know, we all grieve in different ways. We all are unique in our journeys and it's good to, you know, respect that, to give people space. Each of our daughters grieve in different ways, the loss of their dad. And so we've, been able to, as a family, then kind of encourage each other to express that or have it as an outlet. I think more than running itself too, the running community was um, a big help for us. Hmm. A lot of people did a lot of really nice things, whether it was meal trains, whether it was just coming over and, and talking. The grieving process is very long, as you guys know. At the beginning, everybody comes over. And then all of a sudden it starts to thin out. But we hadn't been in Fresno for but a year when this happened. Oh wow. And there were a couple of people that were very instrumental. Al, uh, Coach Ray, you know, some some people that would come over regularly after all of that stopped, after everybody stopped coming over. And so those people definitely helped our family, helped myself and Andrea and Abby, Audrey through some very tough times. So running community is huge, right? Back to that again. I mean, it's something that, you know, we weren't here for very long, so I can't take credit for building (laughs) those relationships in that short amount of time. It's just runners connecting with other runners and it's amazing what what can happen. And I think those community 
expressions or just people being present, like you said, just coming over, just, just talking or listening or going on the runs, bringing the meals that that's so powerful. And I think it's an expression really of God being Emmanuel to us, that, that he is God with us. He is community and he sends those people. I definitely experienced that too. And I think I was so grateful for all of it, but I was especially grateful for those people who are willing to step into the awkwardness of grief Mm -hmm. and, you know, just come and sit and not really know the right thing to say, but just to be there. And I know you guys have experienced that too. So it's amazing. So what an amazing running community and spiritual community that Fresno is blessed with. How can we support your family and your business? right now in all the craziness between yeah. <laughs> the open and reopens during COVID and now the, the awful air quality, to say it mildly, that yeah. we've been experiencing for the last few weeks. I think just reminding people that we are open. Yes. That even though you may not be running or getting outside as much as you would be in, in any other September, that we are still there for you. We absolutely have taken a hit in, in, in sales and we could use, we could use the help. I, I just put it that yeah. way, you know, yeah. to, to be yeah. blunt. Understandable. Uh, if, if people are thinking about making purchases and I know it's very easy to shop online, give the store a call first, see if we have it. We'd, we'd love to get it to you any way we can. If we don't have it, we have another avenue on our own website that we'd love to get it to you for. But just, you know, having the community rally around us. And I know it'll come again. Um, this year has been a tough year for retailers. Um, it it really has local retailers, whether it's myself, restaurants, you guys see it in the community. We're really struggling. I want to keep everybody employed. We want to be here so that when everybody goes back outside and uh, COVID settles down a bit, that all of the services that we offer, the training groups, the, the races, the two cities marathon, the diva nights, the, the, the partnering with black girls run, all that stuff can come back together. We want to be here for that. But in order for us Absolutely. to be here for that, we need the support of the community. And I think that's not just Fleet Feet, but restaurants, you know, uh, videos, anything that's open right now, yeah. we need to find a way as a community to support those individuals. Um, because if we don't, um, we're not going to have them mm-hmm. here, which is a sad thing to think, you know, not just because I own a business, but just, just thinking that there may not be some local businesses left after all this is, is a sad journey. I know a lot of people don't, think that far into it. And maybe when you own a business, you you think about it differently, Sean. So I'm sure you can appreciate it in Dorina. I think most people that haven't owned a business don't think about it in depth that much. They just realize that they're getting product um, through these other avenues and and their needs are getting met, which is amazing. But if local businesses start to really dwindle down, local economies hurt, the kids don't get jobs, they're looking for first jobs. I mean, there's so many trickle down effects. Running communities get cut in half. I mean, there's just all these things that'll start happening and we, we want to be here for the long run. So um, I think just spreading the word that we're open. We'd love to serve. We've got some really cool new technology. I know you guys haven't seen yet either. It's a 3D foot mapping pressure plate system where now we have oh, the wow. capabilities of getting personalized 3D printed insoles for customers. Oh, wow. wow. And slides. So cool. some really neat things technology wise happening in our industry. Yeah. Just a really poor time to have this yeah. roll out, I guess. So I'd encourage everybody, if they haven't been in a while, um, call us, make an appointment. 
um, come on in. We'd love to see everybody. We'd love to outfit the folks who, who need it now and, and get them ready so that when, you know, the smoke clears, hopefully in a couple of weeks, that everybody will be back to training and, and getting out again. And, you know, hopefully we can start up some training groups again. We've got some some virtual training groups planned for next month that we're going to roll out and try to get some more people motivated to, to get out their door and, and move. And then hopefully that rolls into, you know, next year, some, some in-person things. So we're excited for what the future can bring, but we want to be here for that. It's a little harder to sleep, but, you know, we're trying to stay positive through all this, whether it was the middle of March when the pandemic really started to affect mm-hmm. the Fresno area or right now, you know, we're, Andrea and I are trying to be positive role models for our employees. And that definitely translates to being positive with the customers that come in and that positivity spreads, right? I mean, that was my biggest thing from the beginning is we all need to be positive, whether we're doing Zoom fittings, virtual fittings, or in-person fittings, whatever we're getting the chance to interact with people, we need to be positive. You know, we've prayed every night (laughs) about this specifically, many other things, and the prayers have been answered. We've we've been able to survive. We're going to get through this, and with the help of the community, it's going to be a little easier, but we're definitely... I really appreciate you sharing, Aaron, yes. just kind of vulnerably about where you guys are at. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's other stores across the country experiencing, you know, similar things. It's a great reminder for all of us to think about what are those local businesses that we yeah. love that if they went away, it would be a huge loss. We love that you're so personal. I remember a couple months ago, I needed a new pair of shoes and wasn't really going out as much because of the pandemic stuff. And I called Fleet Feet to see if they had the shoes that I typically order. And within a few hours, Aaron was at my front door delivering my shoes. And I remember back in May that they actually brought a pair of shoes for you for your birthday present and joined <laughs> your birthday right. parade. That's so God, that was fantastic. I was like, who, who are those people in my birthday parade? Oh my goodness, it's our running store owners. That's amazing. <laughs> Anyway, Absolutely. thank you guys so much. Thank it's you. It's been a joy to just be able to hear a little bit more about your story. And we thank you for just your business and the way that you build community for us here in the Central Valley and appreciate your, your family in a lot of ways. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us on. This week's coaching tip is on carrying personal identification. That is one critical piece of gear that every runner should take with him or her whenever they head out the door. Road ID, for example, makes a customized bracelet that runners can wear with their name, contact information, any medication they're taking, allergies, and any other existing health conditions. They are exceptionally helpful if you run into an emergency and a health professional or emergency personnel know who you are and who to contact in the case of an emergency. Be 
Before we close, I just wanted to share a few more details with you about our new book, Walk, Run, Soar, which is just released on September 29th. This is a 52-week devotional and training journal designed for runners and walkers who long to experience God's presence in a deeper way as they pound the pavement or traverse the trails or even walk on country roads. Walk, Run, Soar gets you moving with a new motivation, knowing Jesus more every step of the way. And so what we shared today on the podcast was just to give you a taste of what our book Walk, Run, Soar is all about. Our book includes devotionals, practical running and training tips. It includes training schedules developed by Sean. There's advice on how to fuel your body and even how to put together a running group. We hope that you will check out the link in the show notes and see Walk, Run, Soar for yourself. In fact, if you'd like to read a sample of it, you can go to my website, DarinaGilmore.com. And on the Walk, Run, Soar page, you can learn all about the book. And there's a button there that you can click to read the introduction and a couple of the devotionals if you want to see how it's set up. Thank you so much for supporting us in the release of Walk, Run, Soar. We also have a free online community called the Glory Chasers Running Group, and you can find us on Facebook. We would love to have you join us there where we serve up courage, coaching, and community. It's a great place to meet other runners and receive encouragement for your training. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Walk, Run, Soar podcast. We also want to invite you to subscribe to our weekly Glorygram newsletter. And you know, this newsletter is really special. I share a weekly story, just a word of encouragement, inspiration out of our real lives. And this is something that is very personal for our readers. And in addition, I also share recommendations for great books, videos, music, even running gear and running tips. So we hope that you will sign up for the Glorygram over at DarinaGilmore.com. And thanks again for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review.